Hi, I'm Stuart Huff. At night, I'm a stand-up comedian, but during the day, I spend my time roaming through junk shops that hopefully smell like mildew. I'm not looking for antiques. No, I'm looking for items that spark my curiosity. And if they're the right price, then they come home with me. This podcast is accurately named Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. We just got good news here at the at the studios. Tom, kick the show off, Tom. Introduce everybody. Tell them the good news. That Lowell, who is not going to be recording in this season, fixed things. Miracles happened. He's going to be here. He's not here today. So I don't know why nice. I'm telling you about it now. Be here tomorrow. Be here tomorrow. That Whatever that means to the listener. Right. Right. He Nothing. could have already been on the episode. That they've heard, and they're like, what is, what? Like, well, is already there? Yeah, but that's one of the joys of good. podcasts. Yeah, it's fun. It's random. So, it's Tom, random. introduce the show and introduce the guest. I don't I'm know what texting, the show is. The show I'm is texting Lowell. The show is, oh, you mean the overall show? It's called show. Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosity. That's where the show is, folks. <laughs> and today's guests uh, are, uh, we got our producer sitting up. Yes. Matt Holt. We got me, Tom Simmons, a hilarious comedian. Well, let's start over. How those work? Let's start. Let's start over. <laughs> you want to start over? Isn't that that's interesting? Because that's almost exactly what it says on your bio. <laughs> it says Tom is front. You know, let's just start over. Peter John Burns. Hello. Do you, do you go by the Peter John or just the Peter? I do Peter. It's funny. I don't care whether it's Peter or Pete. Right. And clearly, people have uh, settled opinions on which it should be. I don't think you've ever called me Pete in the entire time we've known each other. Nope. You Neither see, does my wife, Peter. But then there are other people that I'm Pete 100% of the time. I think You're I, not I, a Pete. You're I not think a I've Pete. been a mix of those two. I, I typically, it's more Peter, but I definitely have thrown a Pete around there. Have you? Yeah. And, but, uh, and oddly enough, Easy Bake goes with Pete every once in a while. Yeah. Really? That, that's probably. shocking and disappointing. Yeah, talking about Cody Melcher. I would, I would pick. I would, I would think that he would go full on Peter John. I would too. It's uh, more no classy. One, no one calls me Peter John. Not, not even my mother who picked that damn name. Okay, Peter John. All right. It's just for Facebook. Know, go, yeah, Facebook, Google, and uh, screening business calls. Because if someone calls and asks for Peter John Burns, they don't know me, so I'm not there. Mm. Nice. If you come in the front door, then you know you're a telemarketer. Yeah, exactly. All right, we have a. Uh, uh, yeah, incredible item. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, from several, and I'm interested in this item to learn from. P Peter's going to teach me things about this oh, that boy. I've had questions about since I found it. Okay, okay. Did you know what it was when you found it? <clears throat> uh, yeah, eighty percent. But okay. there's questions. You know, there's some things I googled and learned a couple things about it that I didn't know. But yeah, when I saw it, I knew immediately that uh, I knew kind of what the item was used for, and I just didn't know exactly. Well, let's just get it out, shall we? Yes. Yeah, said, there's no I, pressure I've here. said this before. <laughs> let's just get it out so oh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you did that. We've been timing how long it takes for someone to get to a, a, dick joke? a, a penis joke. Yeah. Right. And uh, you just did the first one, and it reminded me I forgot to start the clock. Oh, the, so it doesn't even yeah. matter. doesn't even matter. Right, it's off the clock. Yeah. Yeah. And, off the it's clock sad. is normally what happens after you get it out. That's true. Okay, he's going over right now and he's picking oh, through the picture frames. This is another yeah. illustration, isn't it? He's got it. This is like a, a pretty big, uh, about half your body height. Which nuts. <clears throat> Hanlon's 
spectacular, spectacular pantomime phantasma. That looks like a that looks like a comedy poster that Jay White Cotton made for a show that we're doing. <laughs> <getting. laughs> and that is, I'm talking loud. To hopefully, a mic can pick me up. Yeah, you're picked up. That's part of what I want to talk about. This is we have all the all the computer and all we clip art and all this stuff. They somebody made this. That, that, that is that our, a demon? That is fantastic. That's that a demon at the top with lightning coming out of his hands devil. and mouth. That's the devil. The devil. And look at that. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. That might be the coolest poster I've ever seen. That's really Incredible. cool. Yeah, I would agree. It's and it's and it's appearing at the theater on Monday, the March night. So this is a show that they're putting on. Yeah, and that's what. Uh, like I'm gonna the, let Peter take a look at this first, and we'll pass it around. Got, I'm gonna move uh, your mic a little. Now, how how does the devil play the fiddle if the lightning's coming out of his arms like that? Well, these are. Well, you have to ask Charlie Daniels that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> No, thank you. That guy's a nutcase. Yeah, he is. Who would have guessed? Um, yeah, it was shocking, wasn't it? When he anyway, uh, th- that's kind of what Tom said. That uh, you know, I d- I knew this was a show, right, Tom? Because it's you know they they give Monday March 9th is when the show is coming, and I and- wouldn't have known that without that clip thing and the without that add on on the poster on the bottom that has like it's at the theater and the date, right? Like I, that's what made me realize it was a show. Otherwise. There's no, unless one of these words, phantasma. Pantomime is the one you're thinking of. None of those mean. That's that's the thing you're thinking of. Yeah, none of those mean anything to me. Like, here's a show. Here's, let me describe this a little bit. It's a a large frame. It's a big poster, um, black and white. At the bottom, and the, the picture, which we will start describing, I'm sure, in a minute. But at the bottom, it says Hanlon's. Pantomime spectacular phantasma, or would it be spectacular pantomime phantasma? Because those two words first. It's spectacular pantomime. Spectacular yeah. first, because it's a, those two words are kind of on top of each other. That gives it away that that's uh, there's no no spectacular pantomiming period. Um, Unless words. you're the parent of a pantomime, <laughs> maybe, and then you're crazy about your kid. <laughs> yeah, and then you're applauding. Oh, you're about. oh he's so good. Yeah, and I he's, wish he pantomime at home. He's too damn loud. <laughs> right. Uh, and then on the right side of the picture, there's obviously a a little. It's a little bit wider than an index card, and it's advertising w- at what theater this is at, the date, Monday, March 9th, uh, blah blah blah. So it has the details, which obviously this poster was used all over the place, right? And then they would make another little card for you're at the Louisville Theater, you're at the Albuquerque Theater. They so they would just put that little blurb. For the different theaters, I'm a little, to be honest, perturbed. I I want to what? reach into the frame and take that out, and like I'm missing art. That's it's covering the bottom right little corner of this. I can I art. can I say out loud how happy that just made me that Tom what? Tom has never missed art his entire yeah. life. You know that I really like the fact that you said that because Tom that has not occurred in all the years I've owned this and it hangs on my wall. I see it every day I'm at home. It's never occurred to me. I wonder what I'm missing underneath there. Yeah, that's look, a great. Now it will occur to me every time I see it and drive me crazy. And it's in like a cool area where like there's a there's a window with some stuff coming out, but I don't know what that is now. And then what's chasing these dudes that are running out behind? The devil. Yeah, he, he's but a- there's something underneath the advertising pitch there. The the details, the information. This is far away. I can't really read it. What does it say, Tom? What kind? What Macaulay's theater? theater? Macaulay's theater. Uh, does it say what year? 
uh, for the show? No, it's just March. Here's 9th. what I know. Here's what I know about this, just from Googling. And I have two. I have two guests right now that are, are frantically Googling. Here's what I know. This was an English family. Okay, they're from England. Uh, they put on uh, like an aerial. There was illusion in it, and there, but there was also acrobatics. It was a theater show. 1880s, 18, you know, that's, if I remember, around that era or something okay. like that. Um, very, very popular group. Very popular group. Um, I've never seen another one of these posters. I have no idea if it has any value, but I love the thing, so it has value. Can you me. imagine selling your soul to the devil so that you can be one of the best pantomimers? Like, what do you want? You can, I'm selling your. I'm going to take your soul. What do you want? I want to be a panama. I want to have a panama. Right, show. but you know, I mean, what if what if you? It's not a very good soul. <laughs> it's like a, you know what I mean? There's <laughs> the devil's like. He's like, I want to be. He's like, I want to be a great. Uh, I want to be a great baseball player. Nah, nah. Uh, nah you nah. know, I took a look at that soul. Yeah. I, I tell <laughs> you what, panamimus. That's what we got. Either that or assistant baker. <laughs> These are your options. You can. We'll make you the third best chimney sweeper, or a, <laughs> or a famous pantomime. Right. Those are those are your options. Right. Okay. But Tom, I mean, like you said, Jay Wycott made great posters. But and your buddy in Nashville, what's his name? Should we give him a plug? He makes incredible posters. The the is uh, the Brett Buck or Brett Buck? Yes. That guy. Is it Brock or Buck? I, I want to think it's Buck. Brock. Brock. You do know. He Brock. Made, it's Brock. Brock. I'm he sorry made, I'm blanking on your name. He made like uh he made he made the poster that we did for um what was that tour we did? The American Heretics? Yes. And he you, did the he did uh Mo Alexander's one where he's where he had the he was like dressed like Prince a little bit. He mm -hmm. does he does their, their like cartoony yet like in depth okay. cool art. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the poster for, for the show. It's the best poster I've ever been involved in. It was a really in. good poster. Yeah, he did incredible yeah. work. Mm -hmm. And so like and he's a great artist and all that, but in today's entertainment world or, or if you're going to go make a poster you have all the tools available to you this thing didn't have whoever designed this did not have all that and this thing is very detailed and intricate and incredible you want to describe tom some of the scenery going uh, you on you know one of the weird thing i feel like satan's arms are a little too long well but they're good but they said so satan's but aren't you the one that a couple of days ago said, you know, the Mona Lisa, yeah, it's not that great, is it? No, I you did, did not. I was describe I was using it to describe how how Da Vinci, oh, we were talking how about da Vinci the muscle. Okay. yeah, the muscle connection and how Da Vinci went through it like But you were yeah. the one. I know you were the one that said, yeah, I read Walden, I didn't get it. Yes. It's a guy with a squirrel. Maybe oh, I yeah. missed some of it. Yeah, he was out, <laughs> Which, well, out in the woods today and the nuts turned a different brown. Like, okay, dude. Get, <laughs> so, I, I, why did why did why do all the greats love this book? But you know what? So you're complaining about the yeah. length of the devil's arms. Yeah, so they're a little they're a little I take it with a grain of salt. So the devil's out got it's like his just like his like from mid torso, right, would you say, up? Is where is, uh -huh. is the it, devil is at the top of the picture. Mid picture, he's got he's it looks he's got sort of like a cat face with I guess the horns coming out. He's got mm -hmm. light coming out of his eyes. He's got light coming out of his mouth. He's got uh, looks like lightning lightning bolts coming, is lightning bolts coming out of his hands that look real creepy that are all totally outstretched like he's on a cross and it looks like behind him is is there, are those deer antlers coming out of his back. Wow, yeah, the wings or antlers or oh, something that is coming wings. out of his back. Maybe those are bat wings. Yeah. 
they're bat wings because you can see just below his arms the lower edge of the wing. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. I see it now. Yeah, yeah. And I did not. Just, I never noticed that, Peter. I thought maybe someone had painted an extra arm on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of like white people in suits like like that would be would have been like it looks like they're coming from a they're dressed like they're coming from a baseball game a black and white baseball they're all dressed in that way you know that mm. people dressed in the hats 20s everybody's whatever. got everybody's got hats on except for they're all blowing off because the devil's re- wreaking havoc in this this one actually is wearing a shirt like almost like you he kind of he kind of looks like you crawling what? away Oh yeah, and he's got he's, the, he's really he's got the plaid shirt. He's got a like a like a good 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 head of hair like you got. Yeah, look at that. The, this this uh, havoc that's been. People are yeah, laying all even around. Even the homeless are affected. Look that. They're hanging on. To the, it's like they're being hit by a by a by a tornado of of phantasma. I guess <laughs> there's overturned. Nice. There's overturned like uh, horse carts. There's a cow upside down being swept into the air. Uh, or is that a bull? It looks like it has horns. So a bull is pulling a, a cart with big wagon wheels on it. That's it's now in the in the air. It's upside down, and there's a woman hanging on to the bull's tail who's being swept away. This is just damage everywhere. And I like this one, Tom. I like this woman right there on the bridge. There's like a holding bridge. her umbrella. Yeah, she's trying to hold on to her umbrella as it's inside out being sucked away by the the wind it's like the devil has you know put together a tornado of you know damage and yeah it looks like it it looks like a terror like a like probably what it felt like to be in a tornado in east tennessee yesterday you know what i'm saying right yeah yeah it's just crazy and the, the and the devil splitting down the middle and the yeah, the building on the right, there's a building on the right that it literally the one of the walls is being torn off of it. And the building on the left is made out of stone and it's collapsing and the window seals are, you know, or the the window, uh, what do you call those things? Shutters are being torn off and the glass is broken. And, and it's just a, it's a very detailed uh, scene. When you really start to look at it, is that a, there's a dog howling on the bridge? Is that a? Yes, yeah, there is. Is that a pig upside down on that bridge? Hold on, let me. I got. Yeah, I'm too far away to see this. It's it's interesting to me. <clears throat> yes, that's a pig. This looks like a dog. Then this. Are those chickens to the right of that this, dog? Like, there's there. There's chickens like up in the air, like trying to fly around a little. They don't look like they're doing too good a job. This cart. You're right. Is that a cow that was pulling that cart a, a cow or a bull are those horns the white yeah. on its head yeah. so that had to be a that's a bull all right and then a bunch of people sort of flailing on the ground reaching up their hats are all coming off they're this guy is getting smashed this guy's running into him this guy's backing into him this dude's in some pain but yeah, nobody looks like they're. Everybody looks anguished, but nobody looks like there's no limbs torn, there's no blood happening, there's no show that I want to see. <laughs> well, yeah, and the, the thing about that that poster, it's really cool. It's fantastic. But it, I don't know what it means for the show. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Which is another thing I love about it. Like th- this was their advertisement to come to our show. Well, We're gonna make this happen. I just sent you. A text, <laughs> I just sent you a text, Stuart. That's another poster mm-hmm. for Hanlon's 
spectacular pantomime fan, uh, phantasma, and it's not menacing at all. Okay, let me look at it. So they tried a different things. They were just trying. They just they stuck with Hanlon's pantomime spectacular yeah. as the name, and then it was like, here's some cool things to look at that are around that. Well, the other one that I sent you. Is oh not yeah, I see this one. This one almost looks like uh, what, what Peter. What was it? Courier knives. Yeah. That's is that. Look at just glance at this, Peter. This looks like Courier knives kind of scene. Yeah, very much so. It looks yeah like it might have even been ripped off. Yeah, it looks that much. But or in this, in probably just as just as much. Is but if that. you look at that one, Stuart, in the lead yeah, I'm carriage, looking at it closer. Yeah, now, there's a yeah. devil in the. It, it appears that the devil is in the lead carriage. Yes. And, and just oh, from look, I would love to have this one too. You know, looking at it from here, like this on the camera, awesome. which I didn't really see much on your phone, but it mm -hmm. it has a similar structure in that the sides have, you know, like on this one, the sides are the where the where the tree is and the building is yeah, like it's, it's framed, framed by, by yeah. these big things on the sides. That one kind of looks like that too. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Tom. This one has the one I'm looking at that Matt sent me has trees on the side and then it's a snow scene. There's snow and there's a horse pulling a wagon, but the wagon is actually a dragon and the devil's in the wagon and the devil's in the wagon. So, yeah. So the devil must be the theme to these guys. His wings must not work, but he has to take a wagon. Right. But you know, I know, a little bit, not a lot, about those old magic posters, and the devil was in those a lot. I mean, the magic was the devil's art or whatever. So, and I know that these guys, these Hanlon, Hanlon brothers, uh, I know that they were acrobats, and I, and I know they were also, I don't know if they were magicians, but they were illusionists. I don't know. A magician listening to this is probably mad that I even put those two words back to back, or maybe they're the same. I don't know. But that's one of, I got to be honest, Tom, that's one of the things I like about this is I don't know. Like, I love my Lenny Bruce poster because I, I like Lenny and it's a real Lenny Bruce poster that I've never seen before. I don't even I've never seen these guys. I don't know what their show's about. I have no clue. The Hanlons. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they were they were good. They were, you know, if that were they were like a known entity or if they were like Apparently, open micers or. From what I've read, which isn't a lot, from what I've read is they were from England and they're touring in the U.S. So, I mean, that's something, right? Right. And there were like five or six brothers. or And I think they're, maybe their their parents started this and then the, the brothers got in on it or something. I don't, there was a bunch of them and apparently they were big. I've never heard of them, but. Yeah, they came, they came to the States. It was like in 1880. Okay. Um. That that year, I have no idea when this poster was put out. I have no idea when this show was put on. But for some reason, when I found this, I did a little research on who they are and blah, blah, blah. And for whatever reason, the year 1880 okay. sticks in my mind. And it's probably because at some point I ran across what you're looking at, Matt, yeah, that they came so. to the States in 1880. I don't know. The show might was you know, the devil a lot later. Was the devil more... Like w the fact that the devil's in this poster, I feel like that would have uh, back then. I feel like people would more like, oh no, the devil, there's devil involved. I know, you know, like or maybe it's not as it wasn't as crazy as as I projected as being. You know, maybe there was also just as many people that thought these people are kooks with their devil and the thing, and, right? You know, but like those old old uh, magician posters where uh, magicians come into town, they would have like a devil holding dice with a with a creepy look and the the devil theme is all, all through the magic 
the you know the old timey magic. You and know, they just embraced it. They just embraced like Satanists. They just embraced. They the embraced devil. the devil image, and because I guess they're probably, I'm sure there was like Christian tent evangelists that were magicians or the devil and la da da. And I mean, that's part of. And oh, that's interesting. Um, I wait a minute. Why. Wait a minute. Let me let me make sure I don't get this wrong. Um, you know, Jesus was a magician, and the, and there were laws against magic. So I bet it's all it's all got to be linked to that. I mean, and there was a difference back in, you know, there was a difference between performing tricks and being a magician. And and there were laws against uh, conjuring magic and stuff. Yes. And then there were arguments about, well, he wasn't really a magician. He was just I don't I don't know the words right now. But so the uh, water to wine thing was just like. Uh, water well, see, to wine, and then what the, was your card? Was this your card? It was like that kind of. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, what's this thumb trick? <laughs> Who wants to see the thumb trick again? It's it's been argued that the crucifixion was just uh, you know an escape trick that like disappearing fired. of the Statue of Liberty. No, more like you know Houdini's water torture. They're like, and he's going to get up. Oh shit! I guess uh, <laughs> use the real nails. Well. <laughs> That's Do you funny. know what I'm talking about a little bit, Peter? Like the, the, uh, the laws against magic, uh, the Roman Empire and all that stuff? Uh, no, but I support them completely. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, if, and if they ban <laughs> ventriloquists, I'm totally in. Hey, I have a picture. One of my favorite pictures that I've ever owned is of a ventriloquist. Really? Yep, and I have it here. We're going to do an episode. Oh, good. Yep. Now, I'm just doing some Are research. Ever, oh, no, wait a minute. It I says... It says the. Uh, <laughs> have you ever worked with a ventriloquist? Weird guy. Oh wait, oh, man. I've worked with several, and they are the strangest. I guess in 1865, the oldest of the Hanlon brothers, Thomas, suffered a serious accident. He was performing, plummeted to the stage from a high, a pretty high That's level. Awesome. And pierced his skull on a footlight. Whoa! Ooh. The devil was involved. Yeah. Pierced his skull. Yeah, he survived, but became mentally unstable. It survived. Yeah, it's <laughs> like that guy with he, the railroads. He finally, spike that his happened head. in 1865. In 1868, he killed himself. So when they when they first became known, they were known as like trapezist and things like that. High high area acrobat. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're pretty fascinating. Wow, he was pretty unstable before he fell. Right. That's what. Yes, a little shaky. Yeah. I can't like I don't want to be too gross here, but can you, Tom? Can you imagine going to a show? I mean, it would be scary enough to see an acrobat fall and miss the rope or whatever, and then you see one pierce their skull. That's what we're all lights. secretly hoping for. It's like going to NASCAR. Yeah, but you are the darkest. No, look, see if you can see Peter's image near that devil head. <laughs> this is, did now? Did you find? Did you frame this yourself? Or no, that's the way I found it. But I, I will probably put that in a. I'll find a better frame, something I like better than that. Okay, so reframe that, it. Looks great. Look it looks so, good. Yeah, you know, I put it on my wall like that. So, where did you get this? Uh, Kentucky. Can you believe that? I don't know where this theater is. Has anybody Googled this theater? I've not yet. Um, I found it in uh, Lexington, Kentucky. It's beautiful. So, I, was it in a stack like that, or was it hanging on a wall? Like, how did you? There was. Uh, uh, it was like. You know, if you have a whole bunch of framed pictures, right? And like, kind of like I brought some framed pictures to do episodes into this room and I just kind of leaned them against the wall, right? 
and that's the way it was. There was a there was an area with a whole bunch of framed things just leaned against the wall, and I started kind of just flipping through them, and you know, Olin Mills, Olin Mills, Olin. What wow. is this? This you was know? this Macaulay's Theater was in Louisville. Really? Yeah, it's closed now. Awesome. Yeah, that's all. Well, that's because some guy hit his head, right? Well. <laughs> Because it was an it was an accident with a, some some asshole broke a footlight. <laughs> <laughs> they had to, they that got knocked. That was for yeah. Peter. Yeah. That was totally for Peter. Dude. What's so, a, some guy came out here? You're gonna pay for that footlight. <laughs> so what's a footlight? Um, like the the stage lights that project up onto the performer from the base of the stage. Okay. I don't okay. know how you pierce yourself with that, but I don't either. This guy. I guess you it was decorative. It. They put stuff on the yeah. top. They're like, look, it looks pretty. It looks pretty. Maybe he fell and then hit it and cracked it. And then sh- yeah. I don't I don't know. That's horrific to think about. It'd be horrific to happen to you. It'd also be horrific to see unless you're Peter. There will be one guy cackling with laughter. Right. right. So well, yeah, you've got I mean, they're either uh, they're usually, you know, in those days, there would be gas um, okay. or uh, gas lights. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, or, uh, you know, sometimes using uh, quicklime, hence the limelight. Huh. You just knew that? That's amazing. Yeah, well, that that's li- pretty cool. Yeah, that is kind of, I kind of like that. Yes. Limelights. So yeah. it says that the Macaulay Theater, it opened in 1873. It was Louisville's uh, premier theater. And then it was raised in 1925. Raised. Destroyed. Destroyed. Which, which means the opposite yeah. of, of raised. raised. <laughs> right. It's like when, when the yeah. Amish raise and have a barn raising, they don't go there and destroy and close down a barn. They right. build and raise a right. barn. Right. It's well, kind of like how Panama means the opposite of show. Right. <laughs> um, so this poster had to be between 1887 and 1925. Yeah. yeah. Right? So right. Sure. Okay. So I wonder if you can find literally find a review of the show i don't know like when i do a well i'll put in producer matt holt is really good at googling right and um so he's he's just uh, some of these episodes matt is just like hey i'm gonna come in and sit down in the chair and then we start talking and he's like i'll google that and the next thing you know he's we telling know us a bunch of stuff yeah so, so does think- it, what does does that hang prominently in your um uh, yeah, yeah, I would say so. You walk, home? you walk through my door, uh, which you're welcome to do. You walk through my door. Straight in front of you is a what I consider a beautiful piece of furniture. It's kind of it's got a library feel to it to me, uh, curio cabinet feel. So I put it right there. It's, I see it right there. On top of that is the conjoined twin skeleton. To the right is the uh, inflatable footstool with the beautiful flowers in the middle. Easter possums on top of that. Then there's a door. Okay, that goes to the laundry room. On the left side of that door, at the top of the, you know, the wall, hangs this picture. Okay. So it's, you know, you walk through my door and look a little to the left and you'll see this. You know what I mean? Yes. And then uh, underneath there is my orange king chair. So would this this have made the, since there's such destruction going on, Mm -hmm. would this have made the... The destruction room? Yeah. Back in that old house that I should have bought, but yes. the bank wouldn't let me because the foundation was cracked. Right. Um, yes. That This was in, when I lived in that beautiful house, this was in the destruction room. Even yeah. though it's yeah. fake destruction as opposed yeah. to... Yeah. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. But you know, it's still it the devil fit. is conjuring up a tornado and killing cows, and there's an upside down pig. Awesome. Right now, why does the devil need to conjure up things to kill? Can't he just be like dead? Yeah, but it's not as dramatic, you know. If there was just if this poster was this size and there was one devil with a dead thing and I held the rest of us white, would point. you buy a ticket to the show? No. No. You want to see a woman with an inverted umbrella? Right. You know what I mean? Dogs howling. Yes. I mean, the devil, if nothing else, has a sense of theatricality. You know? Yes. Thank God. By the way, <laughs> just just to be clear, because I think I wasn't, the footlights were not limelights. Footlights were like gas lights. They were lower. That's why there were more. But I still, I didn't, I would have not, that just the fact that the limelight, you don't think of it as because of lime. You think. Well, it's not like fruit. It, you're thinking like quick lime. Okay. Um, you know, uh, caustic material, right? right. Like the, you would be burying somebody in the 19th century. But yeah. I thought that was lie. No, no, no. A quick lime is. Uh, like quick Crete, but for when you like, you know, no, no, no. Um, I don't know I mean, any of this a, a, a either. Cost, Tom. A caustic <laughs> thing, a caustic thing like lie, but I believe lie is different. I like that though. It's got me thinking that Rush song living in the limelight. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. and basically he just died, didn't he? The drummer, Neil. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's a um, shame. I always liked that guy. Yeah, me too. Uh, Not like I knew him, but, but you, you show, you shown the flame, you know, with this, uh, material. And it produced a really bright light, and that you, it was used more for follow spots, if you will. Right. With, with flames, could you really? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you get? You wouldn't get a constant light. You'd get that sort of a flicker. Flicker. That's you know. Yes, but that. Well, I mean, more with the gas lighting. But so did that change? Like did the, like? Yes. Are there, were there old lighting guys in theater that were like, it's just not the same? I'll now bet their whole job was put it out, put it out. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I mean, that, that was not, uh, you know, unheard of. Yeah, I would assume. Gas, I mean, you had gas jets in your house, you know, that, which is, that was how. Street you know, before lights. Elect, before electric lights, that's how in the 19th century you were illuminating your house. Again, this goes not back a gas to. gas jet, and you, tur- you, know, you know, light it, you know, and then you put the cover back on. Yeah. And in street fact, lights were, were gas. Absolutely. But There's, I mean, I as a performer, street- like having, a, or visually speaking as like whatever the. The, the directors of plays of things that are being done. And it's like, then they come up with the solid spot and you're like, that's just, I just like the flicker light better. Like they're, they're Oh like, yeah. They're more like vinyl because they like the pops and the cracks and right. Oh, yeah. right. Or yeah. the hipsters were all about the old gas lamps. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but no, you know, everyone, it, everyone in the theater thought the limelight was fan fucking tastic. Sure. Because imagine that like, you know, you think of this in a whole bunch of other ways, right? Like your TV, it's nice, but then you go to the IMAX, you go, this is pretty cool, right? right? If you were at home, you probably had flickering gas jets in those days, because I, I just looked this up. Like Limelight first used, I think, Covent Garden inside like 1835, right? So you go to the fancy theater, and holy shit, is it bright, right? Right? You can't get this at home. This right. is like, you know, you're inside. And it's totally well lit. You know, this guy's got a white spot on him. This is this is THX sound in IMAX. You right. Know? But was that was that spotlight still flickering like it would a, a I mean, limelight? Probably, yes, but not as much, right? As opposed to a gas jet, right. the limelight was a pure white. Just like if you, uh, I once had the uh, fantastic experience of being in a movie projection room that had the old arc light uh, uh, 
project you know projectors right and that was quite literally um like a like a welding torch right you had um two pieces that basically had an electric current between them and you used welding glass like on the outside of the projector because you couldn't look at it directly it was you know this is old they've all been replaced by electric now but you you could you know you could literally adjust the knobs to adjust the brightness huh with this um and that's where like for instance the modern day the arc light movie theaters that is a chain that's because that was the old style of projector and i just happened in the 1980s uh to know a guy who owned a movie theater up in upstate new york and he didn't have the money to replace the the projector so he used the old ones right but it had to have like the smoked glass like you would on a welder's mask just so you didn't blind yourself while you were adjusting it. Wow. Isn't that there... says, again, to the example of, like, could I invent this stuff even knowing it existed before? Like, Right. Like, you know you know it existed, and you were, it, Tom, sit down and make one of these. No. You still would be. But is there, is there a, is this a pessimistic argument to be made that, you know, when the, this show that we're talking about, right, the Hanlon Brothers in Louisville, the Macaulay Theater, uh, people bought a ticket and went in and were like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing with the lights and everything. You and I looking back would be like, I can't perform in this. Right. This right. Is- so if, if every single invention is just because it's a incredible. theater. Incredible. No, hold on. Let's see if I can describe this. Like every invention is incredible. OK, so is there an argument like the limelight back then was incredible right. until we invented the next thing? And then that's crap. You can't go but, so isn't there a pessimistic argument to be made that if we know that everything ahead of us is just going to be incredible and will make us not want to have what we what we now appreciate, then shouldn't we just stop? No, we should we should go and achieve perfection eventually. No, we will never. No, you see that this is how we eventually you know ascend to. How did the I greatness. take the dark side all of a sudden? Right. You, um, well, that's because you, I'm a late stage capitalist. I'm like, no, we consume what? everything and we keep making it better no. and make things obsolescent. You're just some hippie going, well, no. scurvy was good enough yeah. for my parents. We've made, well, we've basically through capitalism, made life obsolescent. Right. We're gonna, that's how we're going to perfect six it. Six months. We're going to, no humans are going to be able to survive and we're going to be like, yes, we won. Finally. I mean, I, we, you know, I mean, a rotary phone was incredible. It was. It was absolutely yeah. amazing. And you then dial the number yourself. You didn't have to call you Helen. Didn't, you didn't have to call Helen and say, Helen, I know that. Uh, in Mayberry, can, you know, Andy Griffith is like, you know, right. Helen, can you connect me with blah, blah, blah. You had to just call and say, I would like to call this number. And somebody would go, OK, could chunk. Right. And yeah. when Helen was there, very, very few uh, penis enlargement calls. Right. Very few. <laughs> well, like, also, <clears throat> the rotary phone was essentially the way we downsized Helen. Right. Yeah, and she's out of a Helen. job. Yeah. Helen's out of a job, right? And then the rotary from was absolutely amazing. And then someone thought, you know, this cord is only, you know, 12 inches long. What if we made one that was seven feet long? And then people lost their minds. And you could actually go across the kitchen while you're on the phone and make eggs. But now we have these phones. Now you got touch tone. Yeah. I remember when you had to pay extra for a touch yep, tone. Yep, touch tone. Yep. Crazy. And so if we just stop here, just no more. And we could all not know what, why we hate what we have now. But I like the way you say that in a way that on a show where we're all Googling right now. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. Yeah, I know. Mike, you know? Let, me, uh, let me take this back to the Hanlons. Good, thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, this, 
What do you mean? Thank you. What, like what everything you, I just talked about. No, for no, that was very was interesting. Crap. No, no, no. It's no. like I'm glad that there's more on the subject, so we can, you know. But, I mean? Right. Yeah. I want to know more. And I how, yes. How much, go ahead. how much was this? I don't have a clue. I don't remember. I'll tell you exactly how. Much. Whenever <laughs> I don't have a clue. Fourteen seventy two. Listen. Every episode, someone says, how much was it? I'll tell you how much it was. Mm -hmm. Affordable at the time I was standing in right. front of it. He had, a, I he had, had money the in money. his pocket. Right, right. So it was not $100. It was, you know what I mean? Like, it, did yeah, you have to not yeah, get... Yeah, you're working in Louisville. I know you didn't have $100. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> did yeah. you Did you have to not get something else because you, like, you have to go, I got to no. put this back? So I'll tell you, I'll, here's what I remember about actually the price of this is I stood in, I found it and then kind of set it in a chair so I could get a good look at the thing. Right. Was the, was the, the frame that it's in now? The frame yes. that it came in? Okay. Yes. With, I with did. the matting as well? Yeah. Okay. So I haven't, uh, I haven't taken the back off or anything, but one day I will find a frame, hopefully tramp oriented, that this goes in. You know what I mean? It's another, anyway, I remember setting it up and going, Wow. And just and then going, how much is it? And, and I have that little feeling um, in my gut, like I'm gonna punch somebody, because I'm gonna look at this and it's gonna be four hundred dollars, and I'm just gonna have to storm out, and I'm gonna make a scene, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I remember looking at it, thinking, yes, yes, you know. So have you no talked him down from there? I talked him down to hell, yes, yes. No, I didn't talk anybody down. It was that cheap. It's like I. I looked at the price and I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I picked it up. I walked and I, I set it down, paid for it. Didn't even argue. Did you just leave the store? Or did you go like now this place has gold? Now I'm gonna oh, no, it. I looked. I, you know, I looked all over the store with this in my hand. Do I you would ever do that. I would buy that for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you ever do that where you like go in and then you find what you got and you got that money in your pocket and you just buy it and leave or no do you the only time shop? i ever the only time i ever don't go through the whole store is if there's a comic i'm working with who's standing at the door staring at me like we've been in here for 45 minutes man that's a long time and i'm thinking in my head 45 minutes i just got started yeah but I, a lot of times i'll to be polite i'll be like okay and then i'll just go ahead and go you know what i mean because that's why you but, don't like people going with you right uh, that's one of the reasons. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I'm walking with you, I'm like, what? You're going to get yeah. that for what? Well, if it was you, I'd be like, sit down, Tom. Stop complaining. Yes. If and then I'd be four him, hours late. That's less room in his car for treasures. Now, there's another reason. It's I cargo would, space. I would yeah. like to go with you to one and see if my pessimism is overrun by my curiosity. Yeah. Like, as I've I'm there. people. I, have, I think I've hooked Matt into this yeah, a little more than he was. Yeah, we've gone together. We just went together. Not, yeah. Not yeah, we've gone together. But it would not be a good day for you, Tom. You would not. You would not enjoy it because he he'll hit a, a group of records and you're done. Yeah, that takes a while. And he'll, Peter's he'll went with me before, but yeah. Peter Peter no. If Peter brings a book, he'll say Peter will literally he'll walk around a little bit and go, "Oh, that's cool, that's cool," and then he'll go, "I'm gonna be out front reading. No, no rush." And he'll sit and read a book while I look through. Oh, I could, I could manage that. Yeah, I finished. I finished before you did, and I just went to the car. And, and Matt, there's no hurry at all. And I'm in my car, and yeah, that, Matt waited in the car. And that's how it works in my family. I mean, there was uh, a time when uh, I was going through Podunk Town in Western Massachusetts, mm. and it was a place that actually my grandparents used to live, and they converted the general store to a bookstore. Mm. And understand that I knew that most bookstores in that area were like uh, a few volumes of Reader Digest, Reader's Digest condensed books, some hunting, some fishing books, 
Yeah, that's it, right? One on the Kennedys. Yeah. yeah. So I walked in, you know, there's there's a guy like literally sitting in a rocking chair, and I'm like, you know, hi, how are you? I, you know, you've converted the general store to a bookstore. He goes, yep. And I said, okay. I, he said, anything you're interested in? I said, um, do you have any books on humor? He's like, oh, well, the, there's a whole section on American humor, and, uh, you know, and then the literature's over there. And I just looked briefly at the shelves, and it's like, here's Hunter S. Thompson's Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail, 72, in hardback. Here's Nunnally Johnson. Here's a volume of Groucho Letters. My mother was in, back out in the car, and I said, uh, it's going to be a while. <laughs> and, she's, and she said, I have a book. That's <laughs> great. And I like that. Yeah. I have a book. That's and great. I, the amazing thing was, I was like, okay, you know, as I'm, you know, I'm like, do you ship? He's like, of course. So, I, you know, I'm like on my third stack because all of these were the dangerous price of like eight to ten bucks. It was like 20 years ago, but it's like right. eight bucks. Well, wow. you know. Yeah. And then, of course, then you buy 40 of them and then you're like, well, okay, maybe. I'll right. So right. is that so that you you walked into a gold mine for walked you. into a gold mine. And I, I, I finally had to say to the guy, I'm like, I got to ask. No, I don't want to offend you, sir. But like, why is this here? And he goes, rent's real cheap here. He goes, I do 90 percent of my, you know, business through mail order. And, he, and I said, OK. And he goes. The only reason I keep the door open is sometimes a chump like you walks in and buys uh -huh. you know, 40 bucks. I'm like, All right, fair. Fair. Yeah. But it's nice when someone actually says, hey, like, and means it. They're, they're like, yeah, you take your time. I've got a book or I'm, I've got emails to answer or whatever. Right. But a lot of times when I'm with someone, then they'll kind of, they'll be like, yeah, I'm not in a hurry, but you know that they're ready to go. That place that we and went, and I feel guilty. That place in Indianapolis, if we're talking about like the ones that got yeah, away, right? I still think about those. I do too. I know exactly what you're going to say. The egg chairs. Yep. Yep. They had. I know the chairs you're talking about too, because I've seen them in there. Yeah. Yeah. They're, well, they're gone still now. there. Yeah. Oh. They're gone. Oh, they're gone now. Yep. Because I I regretted it so much. I I because they were five hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. And I uh, I did some gig and thought, all right, I'm going to go get those now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're it's gone. Nuts. No, those, you haven't seen these chairs. Yeah, and those these chairs were, are like, uh, uh, how to put it, uh, Blofeld would yeah. sit, would sit like they were the yeah, white egg shaped chairs, chairs yeah. that like had the circular hole in them from like 1962. Those were, you would turn around and go, not with, far from the, the, the cash register. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, one of those first booths. I would say yeah, that's super neat. Well, I didn't buy and it. And then take a picture of maybe and then leave. Like, I, I, like, it's like the, yeah. the chairs in uh, Men in Black. When they're, they're I get it. Their, I yeah. get the chair. You mean you would this, be like that's super neat, but and then five hundred dollars? No way. No way. No way. Is that for one chair or is that for the set? I think it was for the set. You're gonna put that in your house somewhere? Yes. And get a fl a white fluffy cat and just stroke it and, <laughs> and contemplate my plans. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to this poster. What else? What have? Because I'm interested to know. I don't even know what this thing is. What you lithograph or whatever? No, it's a. It's I. I I've been doing my work. Well, You've you got some chat. information for us, yeah, Peter. It's, it's an aquatim. What is that? Okay. So, can, can, Matt, can you sure. put that back? Up? Can you pull the back off that right now, and we can move that little that little flyer and see what the yeah you want to we the, can do that. see what's um, the art that's underneath there. I, if so, you do that. I, I'm not comfortable. I would be willing to bet that that is probably pasted down from the looks of it. It feels like it. Yeah, mm, so, yeah it's probably true. So you're going you're gonna to damage that print. By the way, print. at one point, there's a $300 price tag on the back of this. I did not pay $300 for that. I didn't have, I don't have $300. So the, That's more than the Hanlon's made in their career. 
three. Yeah, but that was 1850s money. That's true. Now, did would you find a review when you Oops. Googled? Did you find a review of any of their no. shows? No. I wonder if this is like this was just that show, or well, if they, they had, had okay, if that so was the name of every show they no, did. No, they had two shows. Can you, you put that? Here? Yeah, yeah, because I'm going to show Stuart and Tom the detail here. Um, they had two different shows. They had Phantasma, and they had something else that was called. See. But was it always the Panamine Spectacular? Yes. I just, I love that because I just think that that's like sort of an over the top. Like if you're trying to name a comedy tour, it'd be like, you know, like something spectacular, blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that's that blah, blah, blah would be the word name. Yeah. Word that, yeah. It's crap. It's advertising. Yes. Yeah, so you just overblow it like it's some kind of crazy spectacular like thing. Like the, the McRib is back or some craziness. Yeah. So the, the little inset, the, the little flyer here. The index card with the information on it. Yeah. It's not an index card to the listener, but I'm just, it's roughly that size. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's about index card size. That, that's uh, almost certainly a wood print. Might be uh, metal type, but probably not. Hmm. So because, and I'm saying that because of these um, big display letters. Okay. Which are these huge uh, it, listeners? If you're familiar with sort of like the big, thick, uh, highly serifed text that you can imagine in a you know P.T. Barnum flyer that says "Come to you know you know the egress this way," uh, that's usually wood type, um, just because it's cheaper. You know, you can hmm. carve the wood, and that's how that's how you. Do and that you would have flyer. letters, yeah, right. You would just yeah, they're just like big pieces of type, you right? Know, like, like I see in the, in uh, newsprints kind of thing where yeah. the the little wooden squares with metal letter on the top and you would just line them up in a row and spell out spectacular and these were just wood yeah this yeah i mean they were probably just wood they might have the metal on top but okay. usually uh it was just easier to carve the wood uh for something like that okay you know, instead of having a huge piece of metal right mm -hmm. um so and that's just you know display type um, and they're just running those things off like they've got the gig in Louisville and then they and then they're heading up to right, you know, you just, Indianapolis. So. You just slap that on. Yeah. You it's slap the equivalent of today you bring a poster with a blank box that you just write the date. Exactly. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Although so, this is much cooler. Yeah. So this is this is an engraving uh, of with the sort of uh, wash effect. Um, so you can see if you can get in here, Stuart. Right, here you go. So this is uh, basically an engraving uh, with, and it's, from the looks of it, it looks like dry point. Um, the difference between an engraving and dry point is uh, an engraving, you're removing the metal, right? It's got it. There's a there's sort of a U curve in the engraver. There's a big metal plate. Big metal plate that they're they're working this on. Right, and they start with a tool, and the tool is imagine a stylus, like you know for your Palm Pilot back in the day, or uh, you know uh, your Apple pencil or something like that. It's, it's mm -hmm. got a solid point on it, like a pencil, and that works by moving 
the metal out of the way, if you can imagine it, as opposed to an engraving, which is like a little U-shaped device where you're actually taking metal out of the plate, right? Wow, what a pain in the... Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Well, that's we, how you we, do the lines, like the, we the outlines We copy and paste. Here. They made this thing. Um, and then the other piece of it, which is why it's an aquatint, is you can see... Get a good spot here. Right. See that sort of... Uh, it looks like granular... Right. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I was wondering why you were getting that close to the picture earlier with your phone like that. I was like, yeah. why is he doing that so close? I didn't see him doing that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Peter so, is zooming in. Are you want to tell the listener what you're doing? Yeah, I'm just I'm just using an app on my phone that's a magnifying glass uh, to take a closer look at the picture because that's how you tell what kind of thing it is. Okay. I mean, if I were better at this and or remembered more from my hot youth, you could you know my. Uh, you know, my mentor in grad school, Terry Bellinger, the head of our book school, would have just looked at this and went, oh, that's not what you just mean. would have known immediately. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, that, Peter, I, let's pause here and, and, and remind the, the listener, Peter, you went to school and rare books and paper and, and all. I don't even know the right words. Right. I, I studied descriptive bibliography when I was in the Ph.D. program at the University of Virginia. There you go. There you go. There you go. And part of that is identifying prints. Um, Wow, now, I can't believe that's a degree. I guess I can. Everything's a degree. That's well, it's just an English specific. degree. I just had a very, that, that was just the thing I specialized in, and, and like 19th century literature, right? Right. Um, now, how's the art on this? Is it like, is it good art? Is it good, is it good like drawings of people? Like, I'm just looking at some of the, yeah, I'm I mean, looking it, at like some of the, to be specific what I'm looking at, I'm looking at some of the shadowing, like the shadow, like where okay. is all that light coming from that they're getting shadow right. from the and light? Right, and this is, this is what makes it an aquatint. So when I was showing you that, that granular mm -hmm. piece, right? Basically, what you would then do, I mean, you, you've got the outlines that you've made, right? You've, you've drawn the outlines with your little pointy dry point right. um, tool. And, and by the way, and the reason you can tell is because there's a little feathering at the side because you're pushing metal out of the way as opposed to removing. Crazy. So they right. do this totally on metal. They don't do this first as a drawing and then transfer oh, it does. to. I mean, you know, he probably does it. I mean, it, it depends. But like, yeah, there's probably some, there's a guy who's an artist that maybe draws this initially, though sometimes those roles get conflated. Right, because um, that's not the same thing. Like if I'm an artist and I'm and I'm just drawing on paper and I draw this cool thing, and then you're like, okay, you got to turn this into metal. I'd be like, uh, I do the drawing part. Like I'm right, like, right. Yeah. There, there were guys that would would actually do it on metal, <laughs> replicating it, which was oftentimes what happened because you, you want to have multiple. That's craft, right? In other words, I'm the artist. I turn over to a craftsman that. Uh, does a lot of the mechanics here. Yeah, I would think that being an artist, that's not the the connection and the and the sort of getting the art out of you doesn't work the same. Like it's not the same muscle to carve it with a thing. Right, versus right. Yeah, no. I mean, most of, most of the time, there's there's a you know somebody who creates the illustration, and then there's a craftsman that comes in and goes, okay, I'm going to put this on the metal, and they're just they're different skills, you know. Of course, um, the, the the craftsman here is trying to accurately represent. I mean, it's not too different from like if you can imagine like a penciler and an inker in a comic book, right? There's the guy that draws the pencils, and then the guy that comes in with the, you know, the fountain pens, essentially, the, the, you know, and traces over, and to some extent redraws the pictures. Yeah, like how much change? How much change happens from the? Depends on the skill of the engraver. I mean, there's. 
there were certainly some illustrations. George Cruikshank uh, once signed a, a copy of a book, like you know, the illustration saying "badly engraved by a." You know, from a drawing by me. That's hilarious that he's like, they screwed up my drawing. Like, like yeah, it's hilarious. So we are, we are, we are, we are weirdos of like, if it changes anything from the way we wrote it or we said it, you know? Yeah. Well, like, also I don't like, mean to get off track here, but like when, uh, uh, Peter, remember back when it was a radio station, I think in Boston, if I remember correctly, that was kind of stealing Carlin's jokes from brain dropping. Oh no, that was, uh. Mike Barnacle of the Boston Globe, he was writing a column. Okay. Yeah. And, and Carlin's, one of Carlin's complaints was, he in one of his jokes, the joke was, uh, wouldn't it be nice if the Pope came out on that little balcony and gave the football scores? <laughs> right. And he had changed it to baseball. Right. <laughs> and Carlin was like, it's just not as funny. Football is... It's Football's the way you go. Baseball is somehow just not as funny. So, and, it, and I smiled when I read that because I'm like, that's that's that's, the, that's, com that's a comic. Yeah. Like we're like you stole my joke, but you also messed it up. Buddy. Right? You didn't. You're not even telling. You didn't even steal the joke correctly. Like what are you? <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. I've had that happen. Where it's like now the joke that got an applause break for me that you stole. You're getting zero laughs with it because you're telling it wrong. Right. You almost want to tell. That happened to me. Uh, back to uh, not to me, but I was working a club down in Tampa, and the guy, the the owner of the club. Sort of steals jokes. And oh, yeah. He was thinking, horrible. Sort of. But, yeah. Sort of. He still yeah. steals. Oh. So he goes up and he does a guest set and he does Tim Wilson's old banker joke. Yeah. Yep. Like he's like, he it, the joke was basically like, I got a bank, Columbus, Georgia, charged me $3 to check my yeah. balance. How much money did I got in here? 197 How much? 194 yeah, but, and and he was telling. If I, if I ask you another twenty seven times, do I owe you money? Yes. <laughs> so and that so the guy the guy was doing the joke where he went up and he did it. So I went to my bartender. I went in there and I said, "How much money do I have? One ninety seven, one ninety four. And then and then he goes one ninety seven, one ninety four, and he comes off and I'm like, "Dude, you're." The point of that joke is you're supposed to say how much again, how, yeah. and then it lowers. <laughs> right, and then it goes. And yeah. he just looked at me like, "I'm you're crazy. Why would you? That's that won't make any difference." No, then I'm doing Tim Wilson. Yes, joke. and then he does this it. Mine. <laughs> this is <laughs> mine. Right, this one's mine, not yes. Tim's. I go. Tim does that like this, like as I said, and then he goes up on stage and then he does it that way, and it gets a laugh. And he's like, he literally stops. He's like, "You're right, Tommy. That's how it was. Work better." And I was like, yeah. "That's because how? That's how Tim tells it. Because yeah. that's how the man that wrote the joke. Hey, you I've think gotta, Tim was gonna waste." words like the point of those words was to make that they're, they're there for the reason because it works better that way you jackass i've got a follow-up on that story and then we'll get back to peter but i got a follow-up on that story i was driving i was with tim we were doing some gigs or something and i don't know how it came up the this guy's name this club owner's name uh come bobby jewel comes up right and uh and i just said um yeah you know he does your jokes when you're not there and tim goes what and I said, yeah, he does. He does a lot of your jokes when you're not there, and he does Domerero's joke. He just every time he goes up, he's just stealing. And and Tim goes, he does not steal my jokes. And I said, he does. He absolutely does. And then I, I there were two jokes that I knew he that that Bobby did on a regular basis. And I told Tim, I said, he does your banker's joke, and he also does. There was another. I can't remember right now. There was another chunk that he used to do with Tim's. And then Tim looked at me. He goes, does he do them well? Yeah. <laughs> again why are we like this he like i want to make sure he's doing it. and i told him no he messes him all up and he goes ah! and he called bobby and cussed him out really yeah he called bobby you better not be doing my jokes 
how does, but see, in Tim's, in Bobby's defense. No, there's no good in that. How does Tim not know that going in? Like, it's not like he's been there enough. He knows, he sees that, he, you know, he, he sees. He just thought he was different. Yeah, I, I, thought I, mean, we, I thought I was special. Right. Well, he, I, I could tell you this. It's sort of insulting. Those, the, those, those guys never steal my jokes. <laughs> Which is kind of kind of makes me feel good and irritates the crap out of me. <laughs> All right, Peter. Give us some more info on All this. Right, so I'm here, fascinated about this thing. So here's a couple other parts. So basically the, the grainy parts, right? The, the parts that look, you know, like. Shadowy. Yeah. And if you look close, you can see a grain there. Yes. Right? And what that is, and this is what makes it an aquatint, is that basically you've got a solution that you've put the grains in and you paint it onto. Onto the metal. Onto the metal. And it etches, depending on how thick you've got the grains in there. Sometimes you have less grain. Sometimes you have more grain. And you paint here. Right, carefully, mm -hmm. and it etches into the metal. Those granules. Wow. And that way, and it's just a way of creating shade without having to go in and, you know, <clears throat> poke, 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 poke. Right, poke. all day long. It would take you hours right. and hours and hours to take a little tool and just poke into metal. Right. right. So and then when you printed it, it was a different shade. This way you can just kind of spread it. But you're talking about some pieces. serious detailed. If you're painting oh, yeah. on metal to get the shading and you have gr different grain right. level, no, I mean, granule level or whatever. Yeah, because you got to paint around each one of those figures and the fence posts and oh, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And, you've, and, and note that, like, you know, they cheat a little bit. Right. I mean, the pieces, you know, the, the people in the back are kind of... I see them, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's fine. You know, we'll make that... I'll go a little darker here, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might not great artists because they don't pay attention to detail to every detail. Well, I'm just saying, you know, you you, you cheat a little. <laughs> um, and, you know, sometimes you'll change, like, how thick the stuff gets painted on, right? Okay. So, you know, sometimes you're doing... Um, how do I put it? I've got one solution that's a little lighter than the other, and sometimes you just might paint over it more, and more grains then get on it, and it's darker, hmm. right? And then you've also got parts here, whenever he's got the white space, like the lightning bolts here. Right, the lightning bolts are just a, a just, just white, pure white, you know, kind of so you've going got like, through the picture. Yeah, and what you've got there, and you can see it like on the highlight of, you know, this pier, right? You see those pure white places, right? Yes. And, you know, on this stump here, you've got these pure white spaces, right? Mm -hmm. And you can see, if you look close, that these are, you know, you basically got a, you know, sort of like a wax crayon, right? And you just draw that on there so the solution doesn't stick. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. And then on one of their faces, I want to see how the detail is on their faces. Sure. I like as an artist, would you look at this and be like, oh, that's some pretty good art? Or would you just be like, this I, is no, what I'd say is this, this is some amazing craft. It really is, you know, meaning that. Wow, that guy's face looks crazy. Right. I mean, Peter is zooming in with his magnifying glass on these these uh, individuals faces. I mean, you know, the details fall apart the closer you zoom in on them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and no, I mean, like, look, I mean, this is a freaking gorgeous illustration. But, you know, and it was undoubtedly, you know pretty expensive to put together just not slapping together some type on a page right but you know i think what really makes this 
so terrific is the shading. And that's just, you know, that, you know, I mean, I don't know, you can hire a guy to do like. Is this the guy they hired to do it or is the guy that signed it over there the guy? That that's, the, that's the guy who drew it. Do, do, can, do you know any history on this Baker guy? No, not a bit. I wonder, like, is that you, Dale you, Baker, Baker Bell, Baker Dale? Could you could you Google this guy and the and whatever you're talking about, whatever the however you phrase that this, this is our producer is going to do it. Like, but like <laughs> Baker, and then what were you calling this this form? Uh, the Aquatint. I mean, the Aquatint was a way of doing this, and I mean, I'm sure the illustrator had a pretty good sense of how they were going to turn it into. A poster, right? right? Would that be the Would that be the illustrator Baker, or would that be that, the no, Aquatinter? No, the Aquatinter is just some. How put it? You know, like there's a guy that you can hire to come do sponge painting in your house, right? right. You know, it looks gorgeous. You know, he's not going to sign his name. That's just shit he does. Wow. Okay. Right. You know, so and this, that doesn't make sense at all. You know what I mean, Tom? Because the guy who drew the sketch gets the credit, but yeah. the guy who does all the tedious work gets nothing. He's this guy, Forbes and Company. No, that's the that's. I'm sure that's the the people the printer Print, the printer. The, okay. I mean, again, it's like, uh, you know, how I put it. Uh, this is, this is a, you know, uh, you know, obviously has a great deal of talent, but his talent is, you know, uh, making shoes, right? You know, you know, I mean, that it's not, it's just not considered uh, an artistic endeavor because basically, look, you know. Once you're done with this one, you got another one over there, right. right? And you know, you know, I mean, like they credit the inker in comic books, right? But I mean, like if you're a real hardcore nerd, yeah, you care who the inker is, and sometimes you can say, well, you know, when Vince Coletta was act was inking Jack Kirby, it was much better. Uh, okay, yeah, but yeah. like that's a that's a secondary thing, right? You okay. know, Jack Kirby gets a book written about him, and then they go, well, when this inker was with him, it looked better, and they <laughs> they name him. But you've already bought a book that says Kirby on the front of it. You know, okay. that's who gets the credit. So who's the if you had to pick the shittiest person in in this? What do you mean? The the worst human. The worst human on the picture. Based on their reactions to what's happening, would it be this guy that's pushing the other guy out of the way and over? Would it be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who is, I think it's the guy in the top hat. Cause it's always the guy in the top hat. Who's the worst person. Well, that's, that could be, except for Abraham Lincoln, you know, the exception that proves, proves the rule. You know what I mean? Like nobody looks like they're running to the aid of others. This guy no. actually looks like he's pushing a dude over to get out of the way. Kind of. Yeah. Or he might've just pushed. Yeah. He just, and look at his feet. He's stepping on him. Well, he's tripping over him. I think because He's hitting this foot down here and is falling forward. Now, this guy's either holding on for his life or he just finished kicking this pile of people over. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's, there's Tom, worst case scenario. He's already taking his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Before the devil even showed up, Tom was talking about the wrath of God. Right. That's, I'm the guy screaming, I told you so from somewhere. Right. I told you this devil was no good. This, this right here has always interested me. Look at those eyes on that bull in the barn. Right. Well, I didn't even notice that bull. Yeah, that that's crazy? the most interesting part. Of I don't it. think I noticed that for years, but I'll put it. Um, I gotta find it here. It's a problem with working at this level of resolution. Uh, huh. But I mean, that's just right. That eerie eye effect, Stuart. You can see up close here. That's just somebody with the wax crayon that just went. 
Yeah, just made two dots, and then all of a sudden it's a devil cow. It does right. look like a devil cow. It's a devil cow. Look at it. He's got the same sort of horns as the devil up there. Yeah. Except they curve in a little bit. So when, when this is hanging in your house, amongst all the other beautiful works of art. Thank you, Tom. Does this That's two Girl Scout cookies for you. Does this, do people's, is this one that draws people's attention or is there one next to it of like, I mean, like when people are walking through, what, what at the point are they suddenly so overwhelmed that they have to say something? You know what I mean? Like the people come in and they're not legit because otherwise they'd be like you. They'd be like, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. They're like, or they're like, wow, this is crazy. And then stuff starts to grab their eyes that jumps out to them. Is this one of those or is this just another thing? In a um, I have uh, a couple of people that have come in my house, house have, a, I say a few, a couple, you know, have stood in front of it and went, this is amazing. And, okay. You know, that kind of thing. So it, it definitely is something that a few people have noticed and commented on and, and, and you know, this and that. But, I don't know. I mean, I first of all, I'm not. It's not like people are coming in my house every day. It's not like I host people. You know what I mean? I would not love like to I have it. people I'm, over and I'm, actually entertain yes. them or socialize. I'm very curious as to like, like I picture your house being a house filled with this stuff. Like, of what, what are the things that that genuinely stop people, or to, or are there certain groups of like, if there's a, like ten things that sort of are the winners of stopping people and starting conversation, or if it's just this random. Like, right, I you think, never know what's gonna what things are gonna jump out. Like I, I haven't seen the conjo- Have we done the conjoined skull twin thing? Have we has that been in here? Yeah, we did that, yeah, did we, we not? Yeah. yeah, you weren't on that episode, but I want to see that. Like, it's not a real skeleton. It's a, but it was in a museum. It was, uh, um, you know, there. It's this. They're fifteen inches tall, fourteen inches tall, conjoined at the head, uh, which they were. It was a. It's a plastic cast of the original is what I was told. And it's in a glass case with a little card, just like a museum display looking thing, you know? Tom's just giving me this grin like, what a waste of life. No, that's that's cool. I think that that, that's kind of cool. a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of people comment on, like, is that a possum ass on your wall? That seems to get a lot of things. (laughs) You know, I don't know why they can't get past the... bingo card. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Do you guys know? Do you guys know the? Um, uh, well, Peter, what were you going to say? I was just going to say two things. Uh, one, you know, again, I just think this is cool. So the the lettering at the bottom, yes, looks, you know, how put it, uh, like it was wonderful. With, yeah, and also done with an ink brush. I mean, that's not type down there. Yeah, right. And if it, you I look, mean, look at the way the H is made. That's not a right. It's not. Look at the woodblock letters that Peter was telling us about. That's standard looking, very uniform. This H. Is painted. Yeah, well, and yes, and it's painted. You can see when you look, you know, and I've got the magnifying glass out here. Mm-hmm. You can see that kind of, there's still got the grain to it, but it's almost all opaque, right? Wow. So, so it's the same thing. It's, it's just the same darker. thing. There's just a guy cool. with, with an ink pen, you know, I mean, like a an ink brush, right? Right. And he's literally, he's got like the real, you know, the real thick stuff, the real strong coffee yeah. of the Aquatint, and he's just... Hand so painting the, those letters. Aqu- Aquatint is what is that's the name of, of what that, he used. Well, to, it's the process, I guess. Is, is, okay, but yeah, I forget what they call the actual solution. And and by the way, since you know to finish it off because it came up on another episode, this is an intaglio print, meaning what that, does that mean? So 
uh, why? I gotta find. Wait, why is Tom laughing? I don't know. <laughs> why is he laughing? Because Matt sort of looked gave us like we gotta start wrapping this up, and then you went to the one thing that would never wrap it up. Of the entire more detail. <laughs> yeah. more I don't, don't want to wrap it up. I, I, well, <laughs> I was on stage. I was on stage in uh, in Louisville, and they gave me the light. I'm proud of this moment. Sure. I rarely am this arrogant on stage. But uh, they gave me the light on the first show Saturday, and it was a good show. Right. And there was actually a guy in the audience who is a lifetime, uh, like lifelong documentary filmmaker. Right. And I just got the opportunity to meet this guy, and and I was having a good show, Tom, which was rare. And um, they give me the light, and I nodded at the guy. Right. And then five minutes later, he gives me the light again, and I said, I, "You want me off stage like right now?" And he goes, no, five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. I gave you the light. He yeah. goes, you have about two minutes to go. And I went, no. <laughs> I said, no, I got about 20, maybe somewhere between 20 and 25. So just go tell the owner that we're going to go over. And then he goes, you need to wrap it up in a couple of minutes. This is coming from the booth. And I said, I make $9,000 a year. Fuck you and fuck this club. I'm going to do my show. And then I did my show, and then I got off stage, and they were like, naughty, naughty. Right. You know, but then, of course, the second show is just a bunch of drunks. Right. So who cares when we start that? Yes. You know what I mean? like, I'm having a good one. We're doing. I'm having a good one now. Right. You know? So why you want to knock that? Anyway, yeah. I want to know a little bit more, and then we're going to. And I'm going to tell you a story that's only 20 minutes or so. I'll I'll make it brief. This is intaglio print, which means that. Intaglio. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, It's uh, I-N-T-A-G-L-I-O. It's Italian. Um, And what that means is everything you see is a negative, meaning that if you looked at this steel engraving, you My personality is Italian. The, <laughs> <laughs> I turn into the negative. The uh, you know the brush that you're using to to paint on here. Right. That's eating into the plate. Okay. The parts where the lightning is that's pure white. Mm-hmm. That's where the plate is untouched. Untouched. Right. So you you. You know, you basically brush this all with ink. And then you would have more ink the, the deeper it went. The you got ink, it. The ink would settle in those. And you have to use a very uh, a very strong press with like a wheel at the top that squeezes the paper wow. into the crevices. And you can actually see at the edge here, mm-hmm. that's the plate mark. Let me see. That's where, you know, imagine a large metal plate and that's the edge of it on the paper because you had to squeeze the shit out of it to get the paper to get into the crevices That's incredible. Of the That's crazy. You know, it, something happens a lot, when, when not a, on, like in this case, you'll start describing something and I'll be like, I'm not really interested in that. And <laughs> yeah. I sort of tune out. All the time, yeah. and, then, and, then, and, then a part, and then at another point in that same description that you're doing, it's like, I get re-interested again. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa now I'm interested again. Like, and then and there's, there's a third point where he's like, like I'm out again. Can you go back and start over? Because I, I missed the part. Early. Yeah, that's one of the things I really like about Tom. He's like, I don't need any of that. What, what was that? <laughs> I changed my mind again. I because I don't, I'm gonna, I gotta tell you this, Peter. Um, I knew, I mean, I don't know anything about printing, right? But and I knew this is different than you know, copy and paste. I'm no, yeah, yeah, yeah. G- yeah. all that stuff, sure. But it didn't occur to me that after the engraving and after that, they, they weren't just like, 
you know, like mass producing these things. Like now, someone yeah. actually had a big press with a wheel and they had to make sure that the paper right. got all the way down to the ink. So all the shading was correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, let me put it this way. At, at this point, it might have been, um, you know, how put a steam driven, you know, I mean, I forget what what decade we said this was. But 1880s. 1880s. All right. Then it's probably something industrial. Right. So it's right. not. A guy with a wheel, but it's anymore. not a you know they're it's not, not, it's having, not a they're circular. Not, yeah, they're not changing an ink cartridge on this thing. Right, it's not a mimeograph where it's ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. It's, that's kind of what I pictured. To yeah, be no, because I mean you think about it. Same how here. many of these are yeah, you make? It's a big roll of paper, and they're just yeah. and cutting them off, and like you describing like how the, the how intricate the whole process is makes this seem more valuable right. because it seems like more time and energy was put into it than I would have imagined. Yeah, right. me too. But you know the one thing that. It's it's really difficult to get your head around if you're, uh, 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 if you're us, if you're a 21st century human being, mm-hmm. is that, um, like you you hear about things in print shops where, like they printed early 19th century, they printed as many books as they thought they were going to sell, and then they would take the type, and they put it all back in the little cubby holes, they go oh we're sold out, and they would go, and put all the type. Back up, back into the frames and print some more. And you go, Jesus, why didn't yeah. you just leave it if you thought you were going to sell some more? The type ex- is expensive. Your labor is dog shit. Right. <laughs> so they will happily, and it's the complete opposite of the way you think about things now. They'd happily burn hours of your time rather than take the expensive stuff, which is the type, which is the metal, and have to keep it in storage. So when you say like, you know, I mean, yeah, some guy spent a huge amount of time on this and he was paid dog shit. Right. So they didn't, it, it didn't matter yeah. as much. Right. I mean, this is just a poster for, I mean, that's a really great poster, but this is ephemera, you know, right. You put the poster up, you know, and then you take it down and maybe you throw it out or, ah, this is really a nice one. So well, I would want to keep my A for something else. I would want to keep my, my, my typesetting. I would want to use that stuff for not I would think, oh, I'm going to need that for the different next Hanlon's poster. I don't need it for this one anymore. And then they would need it if there was a second printing. Sure. Yeah. It. But but I mean, it's just sort of like you think of all the time that went in. You go, oh my God, this must have tossed the earth. And it's like, eh, not really. Like the guy that that drew it. Yeah, they probably paid him pretty well. The guy that's like painting. Ah, mm-hmm. eh, you're you know. And that's insane. You got, to you've me. got direction. Yeah. Go and depending on, I mean, this might who knows. Depending on where this was printed, he might have literally been paid in dog shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't know. It was Boston. And that's another thing about this about this picture is about this poster is these things weren't made to last. They No. So just I mean, I'm not a person that cares what something is worth, but every time I look at it, I think it's amazing that this has survived in this condition. Yeah, I mean, it was really nice. I mean, and I think it's one of those things where like this was a big deal probably. This was a you know, so there was a fancy poster. Right. So, you know, I mean, they keep you know, I mean you can think of like Peter Max designed art posters from Grateful Dead shows, right? People mm-hmm. are like, oh, those are go- those are cool. But there's another yeah. case where, like, you think of like the Peter Max posters, right? He designed the thing. Whoever did the, you know, the color lithograph to print it, right? Uh, that you know, I mean, Peter Max, you know, left some instructions or he gave them like his 
acrylic painting and said, make that a poster. Right. And then some schmo whose name we don't know. We lost. Went Go. back through and said, all right, well, we got to do the, you know, the yeah. process mm -hmm. separations and the plate separations and the green and the blue and whatever, you know. Well, similar things to like what would happen in like a, in like a Da Vinci studio. Like he yeah. would paint a little bit of it and then they would start making all the, he had artists that would do all the other and we don't know their names. We right. don't know their names. And, right. and even, and then Da Vinci would come in and like do a third of the painting. And then you can literally see the difference where he painted versus where they painted. Right. Or the all details. the Rembrandts that are so difficult to identify because he had an army of guys, you know. And then he would just sort of sign it and do a couple things and blah, blah, blah. And then it's a Rembrandt, you know. Thomas so Kincaid, let's, um, painter of light. Yes. All right. So here's the question we're going to end on right here. And this is, I'm sorry to say this to be so blunt, but. You know, this matters. Are you ready, Tom? Sure. I know Peter would. The, Peter's in on this poster, right? You yes. see this cheap. This is you. You're, you're taking this home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I obviously am taking it home. The producer, Matt, is taking this yeah, home. Yeah, I'm buying it. Tom. Yesterday. Oh. Yeah, hold on. Yesterday, we did like six episodes or something like that, and there were three items it was a award-winning day. Right. I, I mean, there were three items that I saw in your eye you really liked. Yeah. This is our first episode of today. Are you in on this? No. 50 bucks. Are you taking this home? Uh, no. When is Lowell getting here? <laughs> Tomorrow, right? Ah. Well, no, I mean, I don't... I, no, you don't... You wouldn't buy this? No. Why not? You have no good reasons. It's not the sort of art you like. How about that? Yeah. That's not a good reason. No, it's an. It's the only reason. <laughs> Why do you buy this art? I like it. You you don't. I mean, there's something about this you don't like. No. Oh, you do like it. I like it. That's fine. You think it's amazing? It's amazing. It's Come amazing. On. It's not. You, you think it's spectacular? I don't. No, I do not. I think. It, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. It looks. But no, I would. I. I think that. I, I think I would. Buy, there's other stuff that's cooler, probably. And I would know. I wouldn't. All right, here's what I want to do with this. Here's what I want to do with this. All right, we're going to put a picture of this on the website. Send us a, send us an email at huffpodcast at gmail dot com. I want to know if anybody besides Tom would not buy this for fifty bucks. So send us an email because I'm curious. If, I, if I'm just completely off my rocker. So thanks for listening to this episode. Send us an email. Let us know. Yes, I would buy that. No, I wouldn't. I think there's more people like me. I think there probably is because I've been disappointed my entire life. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, tell a friend about this podcast, or don't. You know, I don't know. Uh, and thanks for listening. This has been a Perfecta Podcast Network production. Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities Perfecta Podcast Network production. Say that 11 times and, and try to enjoy life. Making it on my own While well, my mind is turning Thinking of how I've gone From a heartbeat To the beat of a heart Finding its way back